everyone, and welcome to episode 11 of the Hydrogen Nowcast, recorded on October 14th, 2020. This is a podcast devoted to encouraging the deployment of fuel cell EVs, hydrogen fueling, and hydrogen infrastructure throughout the world. The Hydrogen Nowcast is a production of the Colorado Hydrogen Network in Denver, Colorado. In each podcast, we'll interview the people, organizations, companies, and municipalities that are working to produce or deploy hydrogen technology. We'll discuss their plans and strategies, successes, and lessons learned. Our intent is to encourage and motivate others to take charge, to help deploy hydrogen as a means to decarbonize transportation, and accelerate the movement to stop climate change. I'm your host, Brian DeBruin, the Director of Operations for the Colorado Hydrogen Network. I'm really looking forward to the podcast today because we're going to talk about home hydrogen generators, which is something I've been keen to see developed for over a decade. Our two guests today are with a company called Electric Green, and that's spelled E-L-E-K-T-R-I-K Green, which is located right here in Colorado. Our first guest is Kathy Kramer, the Chief Marketing Officer, and our second guest is Jeff Mason, the Chief Operations Officer. Kathy and Jeff, welcome to the show. Hi, Ryan, and thank you for having us on your show today. We're really excited to share what we're doing at Electric Green, especially as it relates to clean energy storage. And I know we do share a similar vision to reduce carbon emissions and promote the environmental benefits of green hydrogen from renewable sources. We're really looking at propagating this vision by developing the first hydrogen-based energy storage system for residential and commercial customers in the U.S., Hopefully, this type of solution will become part of Colorado's hydrogen roadmap and help us reach a goal of net zero emissions. And with me today, as you said, is Jeff Mason. He manages to keep us all on track. Hi, Brian. Thanks for having us. Well, great to have you, Jeff. And um, so why don't we start, Kathy, with you telling us a little bit about uh, Electric Green and how the company got started. Electric Green is a startup that was founded in 2015 by Chris and Jane Allo. And like you, Brian, Chris is also an electrical engineer. He likes to tinker, but he's also designed complex commercial systems and led engineering teams for Fortune 500 companies and other startups. And Jane's actually a serial entrepreneur with a background in residential and commercial solar systems. Together, they live in a custom-built off-grid home that's north of Boulder, just above Lyons there. And as a result, they've been at the forefront of using renewable energy to power their home and have also been early adopters of clean tech for nearly two decades. So Chris has configured and optimized more energy systems than I can even count. <laughs> they've incorporated everything from solar and wind to batteries, generators, and now hydrogen. Electric Green was really born out of a need to find a long-term energy storage solution that was safe, environmentally friendly, and would last more than just a few years. The timing is right now because even though hydrogen technology has been around for decades, three stars have finally aligned. And those are really the falling cost of renewable energy and the electrolyzers used to produce green hydrogen, the scaling down and advancement of that equipment, and a global focus on decarbonization. So now we're really talking about making clean energy storage available to your average household. Well, thanks, Kathy. Um, you've kind of alluded to it a little bit, but why don't, uh, why don't you talk about why you think this type of a hydrogen product is needed? Yeah, certainly. Um, as you know, our climate is changing radically, and we have severe weather events that are becoming more common. They're more devastating, like the wildfires here in Colorado and those in, Colorado, in California. 
Last year, more than 28 million utility customers in California were impacted by the fires, and the average time without electricity was about 48 hours. So this year, the numbers will probably be even higher. The amount of time people that have to spend without power will be even longer. And the way we live today, as you know, is very hyper-connected, right? Um, Especially during a pandemic, we're relying on electricity to work from home, to heat and cool our homes, to refrigerate our food, and even drive a lot of our cars. So toughing it out by candlelight just isn't an option. Uh, We all really want the security of knowing that we'll have power when we need it, day or night, for hours or even weeks if necessary. And most of the energy storage systems that are on the market today are those large sort of rechargeable batteries that are really best suited for short-term backup power, maybe four to six hours. Hydrogen storage is really infinitely renewable, and it can provide backup power for days or even weeks just by adding tanks to the system. So for the people in California who are without power for two days or more, they would have needed about six batteries to keep the power on for that period of time, or they could have had just one electric green hydrogen system to do the same job. So I'll let Jeff tell you a little bit more about how the electric green system works and the technology that we're using. Yeah, so let me talk a little bit about that. We basically have two technologies, if you will. We have the base technology that drives the system, and then we have the integration technology, which makes it uh, applicable and integratable into a residential application. Uh, the base technology is is implemented with established components. Uh, we have a power source that enters the system, whether it's through solar, through the grid, through wind, you know, whatever you have available and for whatever reason that you are deploying this system, and water, of course, uh, goes into an electrolyzer. In our case, we're using an AEM version of the electrolyzer. That then produces the hydrogen that's stored in tanks. And as Kathy mentioned, you know, some of the customization that we can go through is, uh, is how much hydrogen, how much backup power, what's your real goal for this system in your application. Uh, but that's one of the points of flexibility for us. The hydrogen is then stored, uh, and again, as has been mentioned, you know, its longevity is uh, is pretty much as long as you want, insensitive to temperatures, that sort of thing. So it sits in the tanks until you need power. At that point, a fuel cell is activated to convert the hydrogen back into the water and then back into an electrical source that then feeds the home, the small business, uh, whatever the application is. That's sort of our base technology. The integration technology is that which we use to produce this thing in a very small, compact form. You know, our goals are to provide a consistent and integratable footprint for a residential application. We're building into its scalability to provide some flexibility in these applications. You know, not every home runs at the same power level. Not every person will deploy it for the same purpose. So we we need the scalability to customize We also have an element of versatility associated with whether you want to produce more hydrogen or you need more electricity or or whatever the purpose might be. Uh, So those are the the things that we're we're implementing. We also surround it with the necessary equipment to make it a complete system, water filtration in order to feed the electrolyzer with the purest water possible to maintain a high degree of efficiency through the electrolyzer. We also have an inverter and power control, so it can integrate in with your electrical system. The grid goes down, the system comes up, 
sun comes out, we start to produce hydrogen. It's all controlled by a software monitoring system that monitors and controls the device based on the circumstance that the house owner is faced with. And again, it's sort of a hands-off type thing. It takes care of itself. So that's sort of the second uh, level of technology that we're integrating. And as Kathy mentioned, you know, it really is a truly green implementation. You know, the hydrogen is produced through renewable energy or the grid, and then its output is pure water and electricity. So those are the basic technologies that we're using uh, in the product. So Jeff, you've kind of touched on a lot of the kind of the scenario of how this works for residential customers, but uh, is there anything else you want to um, want to add to that about, you know, maybe safety or, or other things? Yeah. So the process or the, uh, the procedure that, you know, a residential household would go through is, first of all, we'd go in and talk to people and understand what it is that they're want to accomplish with this system. You know, it can range anywhere from optimizing their renewable energy, whether it's solar, wind, whatever, you know, the ability to store the excess energy in a form that they can then reuse later, either at night or if the wind's not blowing. Uh, So we'll try to understand that. Maybe they want a long-term backup supply because of the situations Kathy alluded to with some of these weather-driven events that have started to create a little bit more instability in the grid. So we'll understand their application. We'll understand their power usage to size the system. You know, as I mentioned, we have some flexibility in the design of the system to tailor it to their uses. So we go through, you know, what do you want to accomplish? What is your electrical use case? What types of energy sources do you have available to you? We'll design the system specific for them and then go through this installation process to uh, to get it into their homes. And I think people who are familiar with hydrogen sort of understand the, the safety aspects of it. It's actually, uh, I would say, even a, a bit more safe than even natural gas, which is a very common material that's used in households. So there's a little bit of education that would likely go through, but we have that all worked out and uh, working with the homeowner to get the best possible solution. Great. Well, I live in an area where the power goes off quite frequently and uh, sometimes even for eight hours at a time. So having a backup would, would certainly work for me. And I'm not, uh, I'm only 30 minutes outside of downtown Denver. I'm up in the mountains, but this would be a great system. And boy, the other thing I really look forward to is the day where I can fuel my, uh, hopefully someday fuel cell EV right at home. And so this would certainly fit the bill for that too. So um, Jeff, why don't we talk a little bit about where Electric Green is in the development process? Yeah, Brian, we are basically, we've established relationships with all these basic device suppliers. We have brought that equipment in. We've actually built a prototype. It works. Kathy mentioned that our founders are off-grid residents, so we've got a nice test vehicle for all types of scenarios for which this uh, device would work. And so we're kind of going through that process of understanding the, um, the behavior and the types of things that we have to go in, the feature set that we have to develop. Uh, so we're at the prototype level. Uh, we're in the verificational phase, if you will, of going through, like I said, all the various scenarios of you know, the grid going down, solar coming up, high use cases, low use cases, that sort of thing. So we're sort of past the point of conception. We're into the prototype build and verification phase. And um, and things are looking quite good, actually. 
like Kathy alluded to, the thing we're really excited about is the hands-off nature that this device is going to provide from a feature capability perspective, and then the ability to scale to whatever amount of, uh, of backup power timing you want is really just a matter of choosing the number, size of the tanks, you know, kind of going forward. So early stages, but very promising. And um, we're actually looking to maybe even work with a few early customers on deployment as a way to um, confirm and, and harden the technology from a product standpoint. So, uh, so, so far looking good. Great. Well, I'm really excited about it. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, coming up to Lyons, which is only, I don't know, 40, 50 minutes away from my house here to, uh, to see the system and, and ask some more questions. So, uh, so Kathy, what uh, are other applications for this type of system? Oh, well, great question. I think one of the most exciting things about hydrogen is how versatile it is. So um, as you know, industry's placed a lot of emphasis on hydrogen and commercial applications like transportation. You mentioned uh, fuel cell vehicles, uh, also large-scale utilities and infrastructure, especially critical where you've got hospitals and things that are reliant on electricity. And so we've really been focused on an area that's been largely overlooked because the technology wasn't available or it wasn't even feasible. And I would say in addition to that residential energy storage, electric green can be used for a whole host of other applications. It can continually produce hydrogen to serve as a home fueling station for those fuel cell EVs that you mentioned. And I know you understand how important it is to deploy more of those fuel stations to support the adoption of those EVs. So uh, something that we're really taking a hard look at how our system can double essentially in providing electricity to the home, but then also hydrogen fuel for those types of fuel cell cars. It can also scale up for commercial operations, some of those uh, smaller warehouses that are using hydrogen-based equipment. Uh, We're seeing a huge uptick uh, from especially plug power on forklifts that they're developing uh, that are hydrogen-based. And then other, you know, types of equipment like electric carts that get used in those types of um, buildings. So they're looking for solutions that can actually be sort of smaller in scale, but deliver hydrogen to power, you know, all of that equipment. I would say also, you know, we have the ability to help store energy for community solar projects and distributed microgrids. Uh, They're not huge form factors like you'll see with the utility companies. These are really smaller implementations that are really well suited for the electric green system. And even recently, we've been in talks about using the electric green system for the U.S. embassies. You know, they often have supply chain issues with getting diesel for their generators, and they're looking for some type of clean tech solution that's hydrogen based to be able to make sure that, you know, they don't run into problems or have to be out of power um, if, you know, the grid goes down or their backup systems aren't available. So uh, this is something that there's really just a big need for, I think, a small cost-effective hydrogen system, and we're making it happen. So we're really excited about being in that space. Fantastic. So why don't we talk a little bit about where you are in the product cycle? Is the product commercially available now? 
Yeah. So as uh, Jeff mentioned, we have working prototypes right now, but we are still in the R&D process. Um, We've identified several beta sites that we can test in residential settings in different areas. Uh, We're also discussing pre-orders for next year. So we're hoping to sort of have this um, out to market soon. I think at this point, you know, we've been looking for additional funding from clean tech grants and investors who believe in what we're doing and want to grow with us as we hit the market. So um, we know the market exists for a consumer level energy storage system. Uh, We also know that clean hydrogen as a solution has sort of been the missing element, no pun intended. (laughs) Uh, Luckily, our current technology and our understanding of the regulatory environment around hydrogen and systems in a residential um, setting actually puts us way above or ahead of the curve. Uh, We really want to get this out to people so they can have a green hydrogen option for energy storage. And Jeff, do you have anything else to add to that? Well, I just like to add, you know, you know, back to the conversation concerning the applications, you know, again, the, the product that we're developing, you know, we're, we're trying to leverage, as I mentioned, the scalability and the versatility and the full on product, you know, starts with electricity, stores it as hydrogen and produces electricity. But in some cases, there's applications where, you know, the hydrogen is the ultimate goal for a vehicle or in even small chemical processes, we're finding that just the pure generation of hydrogen. We've talked about things like even direct burn of the hydrogen for heating and cooking and that sort of thing. So there's such a huge amount of versatility here. And uh, as mentioned, we're trying to um, provide a product that can provide that versatility along with it. We all know that as we get to uh, you know, more volume and more ubiquitous deployment, the whole cost structure thing goes down. So you know, that's really our goal is to is to drive that ubiquity in a very versatile uh, product. Well, I know I look forward to the day when my um, stinky chainsaw is a fuel cell chainsaw and uh, the noisy leaf blowers and weed eaters are, are fuel cells. So um, and uh, lawnmower too. So hopefully that day isn't isn't too far away. Yeah, uh, wouldn't that be great? Yeah. <laughs> we I, always I, talk about, you know, rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> so. Yeah. And I know um, my wife and I have a, a small RV and it has a generator on it, but we can't use it because it's so doggone loud that drives us crazy and drives all the, the people in the campground crazy. So uh, having a fuel cell on that uh, RV for a generator someday will really be great. So. Well, this has been a really great discussion. Um, Thank you both for being here and your time. Uh, Why don't you tell the listeners where they can get more information? Oh, well, as you can tell, Ryan, we love to talk about our products. So um, we're happy to to take any calls or anyone who wants to get in touch with us. There's a good overview of the company and what we're doing on our website at electricgreen.com. And like you said, that's with two Ks in electric. And you can find our contact information there. And we're also on social media. So if you can look us up on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter, and obviously feel free to email us at any time. Uh, you can use our general email box at info at electricgreen.com and we'll have someone get back to you right away. But we're definitely looking forward to you know working with folks out there that uh, are interested in, an, in a clean, environmentally friendly system that's going to help make them feel safe and secure for hopefully decades to come. 
Yeah, great. And I will also put a, uh, a link to Electric Green as well as the logo and things on the uh, Colorado Hydrogen Network website, which is www.colorado-hydrogen.org. So listeners, if you enjoy listening to the Hydrogen Nowcast, please subscribe to the podcast and also give us a rating in your podcast app. A good rating helps us be discovered by other people. And of course, word of mouth recommendations are really important. So consider letting people in your own network know about the Hydrogen Nowcast. So until this next time, this is Brian DeBruin wishing you health and prosperity. Goodbye.